Hey everybody, welcome to We Got the Beat. This is the double feature of the Brady Bunch movies. Uh, I hold them near and dear to my heart. They are silly fun, and they qualify for the show, obviously, because the teens in the show. But it is a weird nostalgia piece, which would start around this time of everybody reflecting back on the 70s and early 80s. Uh, Brady Bunch is kind of like late 60s, early 70s, but I think a lot of people got nostalgia because it was rerun all the time. Yeah, I I don't think I ever actually knew legitimately what time period it was from. Yeah, <laughs> I was confused. Well, for us, if I reflect back on when we watched it as kids, we saw you know like I think it was on afternoons after Happy's Place, and I never questioned the air. I just thought those kids dressed weird. <laughs> well, is that maybe part of the point of what they're trying to do in the show? No, because I, mean, I, I, I in the movie, yes, but in the TV show, I in felt like it was uh, very of that moment. No, 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 I I misspoke. Yeah. I, I meant yeah, they're trying to like poke poke fun or like some kind of acknowledgement of that. Yeah, in the movies that maybe we all thought that when we saw the TV show. <laughs> when when you saw the show, did you think those kids were the same age as you? Uh, I think so. Yeah. And then I would find out later when they reunited for the TV show in the 80s, The Brady's, a poorly conceived drama. And I was like, why are they all adults? What's going on here? I don't understand. <laughs> Wasn't there like a show and it was like the Brady girls get married or something? Or a, uh, I, I'm not too... Okay, I think it goes like this. I think it's like six seasons of The Brady Bunch. Then it's uh, the Brady Variety Hour where it's just the kids, I think. Then it's the Brady Girls okay. Get Married. I think that was like 80 or 81. And then that's when it kind of uh-huh. just... There's a cartoon, I think, in there somewhere, too. Or they made really? appearances on Scooby-Doo, maybe? I feel like there's a few scattered wow. appearances in animation. And then um, we got the second wave in reruns where you and I saw it on syndication like afternoons. But a lot of it was like that whole wave of Nick at Night. You know, that, mm-hmm. that uh, when Nick and Knight launched, I think, in 85 or 86, all of a sudden our entire generation discovered shows from 20 years prior. And that became, like, the new boom. Do you remember how many TV shows we saw? I mean, I saw? was watching The Monkees a lot. Yeah. That's actually got, got me in the mood for this is because I've been listening to The Monkees a lot lately. And um, I was just thinking that and laughing and all this stuff were rediscovered and all of a sudden we were seeing new versions of those old shows like do you remember the new leave it to beaver and the new gidget and what's happening now yeah and stuff like that yeah they uh i did not know this because we're, ne- we're probably never gonna watch it but there was a second monkeys series in the 80s with a whole new group of kids and it flopped oh. hard because they were in a hair metal band <laughs> It's also weird that you say a new group of kids because I never thought of the of the monkeys, the original monkeys, as kids. I guess I don't know. I just uh, I guess. Well, what are how old are they supposed to be? Like early twenties? I don't know. I have no idea. They seem like like they're thirty always. Yeah. Well, Davey always seemed like he was the young one. Like they're all in their thirties maybe, and then he's like the one who's still in high school. I don't know. Always because he's shorter and more diminutive. Maybe. But that brought also, me. Just, and I started thinking about that, and I started thinking about the Brady Bunch, because he, one of the most memorable episodes is the one that he shows up on when she, when uh, Marsha falls in love with him. Mm-hmm. When she stalks him. Yeah, <laughs> basically. 
And uh, yeah. there's probably a dozen episodes and little arcs that we remember from the show that show up in these movies. And I think the second one's more of a love letter to the fans than the first one. Um, and I think the second one's much funnier than the first one. Um, what the first one kind of does is capitalize on the success of the road show. There was a bunch of kids from like the Groundlings and, and, and just comedy in Los Angeles, and they started going around doing scripts from uh, the TV show on stage. And it became a big hit in Los Angeles, and they started touring around, and I believe it was big in Chicago as well. And, um, oh, God, I, was, I had it in my head. Uh, she's from Glee. Really funny, tall, blonde lady. Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch started on the Brady Brunch Variety Hour, like the road show. And so they do it in a really, like, over-the-top, tongue-in-cheek way. So that became a phenomenon, and that's what brought this movie to... Uh, a... I, I mean, to be fair, I mean, even if you read the script as it's intended without being over the top, it's still kind of over the top. Yeah. I'm trying Don't to remember the think? rest of the cast. I know um, Ralph Garman, who was who's a podcaster with Kevin Smith, he... Um, Man, I wish I could find more pictures of it. Uh, I was looking it up. I had it saved, and then I lost it. But Ralph Garman is a podcaster, and he was part of the cast as Mike. And, um, oh, what is it? The guy from Modern Family, the bigger guy. He was in the show. But it, Eric Stone Street. Eric Stone Street was part of that. Yeah, and, and then um, uh, Davy Jones would come on tour with them and perform his songs and be in that rereading of the episode he was on. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it's uh, so that kind of started the whole thing. And then when the movie came out, I do not think I watched it um, in theaters. I feel like you went to it with Mom. I feel like I might have seen it in the theaters. I really don't know for sure. But I remember whenever it was, if it was at the movie theater or on video, that I immediately thought it was the most hilarious thing. Yeah, and I, I had to be talked into watching it. Yes, I watched the show and I was a big fan of it, but I got to that age where I thought all that retro kitsch stuff was kind of stupid. And I saw the trailer and I didn't think it was very funny. And um, I'm just trying to remember. I think it's all on video, and I thought that was pretty good. I really enjoyed that. We watched it on video quite a bit. And it was, yeah. a, it was a big hit. And that started the trend of taking old TV shows and rebooting them, but with more of a tongue-in-cheek, which still continues to this day. Because we've had um, mm-hmm. we had Starsky and Hutch, Dukes of Hazard, The Twenty One Jump Street. Uh, I feel like there's a couple others. In there Chips. With Chips. Well, yeah, they, that was a fucking disaster, though. Man, they got that so bad. <laughs> but um, I, the thing to me I don't understand is how the sequel did so much worse. The first one made $50 million, well, almost $50 million, and the second one only made like $21 million. And you and I were in the theater laughing our heads off. And I looked around, and I think the problem was is that it was one of the only family films out at the time. And we looked, and it was mostly kids who probably never even watched the show. They had no clue. Yeah. And, and, and the, is the second one's such a fan... Uh, service kind of movie that I think a lot of it's lost on people but it's weird if you look at 96 the last half of that summer every single damn movie flopped yeah yeah I don't remember like what other of their movies were out at that time well I went saw quite a few of them Kingpin um, 
uh, Escape from L.A., Chain Reaction, uh, Last Man Standing, Maximum Risk, all these movies that just kind of, uh, uh, what's the first kid, I think, was the only hit that barely made his money back. Oh, my God, you're breathing into your mouth. <laughs> Jeez. It's not me, it's the wind. Oh, is it windy there, eh? Well, just around this one curve that I walk, because I'm just walking in circles. Oh, okay. So it's just this one circle. I'm sorry about that. It's okay. You sound like you're being eaten by a monster. Is it better? Yes. Okay. It just, rah, 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 rah. I will, I will avoid that um, curve, but, but we can always pretend that I just escaped a a potential dangerous monster attack. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, we gave it away to the I'm audience. So, dang. Um, but uh, what, what I want to talk about is the cast. Who knew that Gary Cole could be so insanely funny? I think this is the first time he had ever done comedy because we had known him from Midnight Caller, which is a dead serious mystery kind of show. Mm-hmm. And just so incredibly funny. And this would start what we would see later. Like, uh, I don't think he would have got Harvey Birdman if it hadn't been for this. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I think I remember thinking, Shelley Long, oh, she hasn't done anything in a while. <laughs> yeah, well, I think she was because the whole notoriousness of quitting Cheers halfway through and going to do a bunch of movies that tanked. And then she was kind of washed up, and uh, the Brady Bunch kind of gave her a little bit of a boost. But it's not because of her that it's successful. She's good in it, but that's not why it was a hit. No, I mean, I think that it was like the collective, the whole, not yeah. just her. Just like everybody commits so much to their character. Yeah. Like, I laugh so hard every time. Marsha talks about school, but she says Gule like every time. Like, why does she pronounce it like that? But she like committed to that choice and said it that way for both movies every time. So it's just like little like character choices that they made, but also just like really committed to like Jan and how she walks is just like exactly like how she does it on the show. Just like the little nuances that they decided to commit to. I love I love Marsha's condescending face where she kind of scrunches it up. She's like, sure, Jan. Mm. Uh, well, also just like you know, but pretty much all the kids were unknown. We knew who Christopher Daniel Barnes was, but I don't know that a lot of people did. Yeah, he but was one of those TV kids. Unknown. Yeah, yeah, and he was he was a little bit older, I think. I don't think he was a high schooler at this point, but um, he had been in Starman and the TV show that no one remembers that we watched all the time called Day by Day. Oh yeah, back when we he was were, called CB we Barnes. Hard, we were hardcore committed to CB Barnes. And our intense desire to make him Spider-Man at all costs. <laughs> well, I mean, he sort of got it. I can't remember. Did he already have the role in the animated series when we were talking about it? I can't remember. Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. And we're also pushing for Topher Grace I... for a long time, and he ended up in the series, but it went wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't really blame him. It was just a convoluted idea. Yeah, he uh, he still does voice work, but of all the people from the show, I'm shocked to see that he's working the least. All of this movie, I mean, all of these kids are still acting. It's amazing. 
I know. I was looking up the kid who played Bobby, and I was like, is he still acting? Oh, why, yes, he is still acting. And he's, like, like incredibly attractive, and he's on, like, a Chicago PD or something like that. And it's like, but he's been acting on TV. Oh, and he was on, I forget which soap opera, for, like, like 250 episodes. Wow. Ago. Like, he's been acting for a long time. So he was lucky to get past the, like, kid actor thing you know yeah i don't know how they know all lucked we, out in one way or another they all lucked out and their careers continued yeah i know like you know all of the girls definitely did stuff that we watched um the youngest girl i am embarrassed to say i don't know what her name is i think it's elise something is her real name i'm cheating right now it's right she, in front of me it's olivia hack she oh my bad she like popped up on a like the, like the college years when when uh, Gilmore Girls when she went to college she was like one of her sweet mates so oh, she see. was in like two years two years of Gilmore Girls when she was like you know a little older and I thought you were gonna say Saved by the Bell and she was a prodigy student or something <laughs> ah um and then I know the other girl was on that show you liked the um, Ten Items Less, yeah. Jennifer Lee Cox can play shrewd like nobody's business. She's definitely got like quite a interesting range, including crazy and crazy and shrewd. <laughs> yeah, her arc in the movies is incredible because. The first movie, she's, like, losing her mind. She almost goes pure, like, psychotic meltdown at the end. And watching her flip out like that is so amusing. But the second one is more delusional than, you know, obsessed mm-hmm. with her sister and, and snapping mentally. That she makes up George Glass. <laughs> I know. I love how, though, like, so many of the things in the movies were plot points in the show that were already ludicrous, but ended up just being, like, ramped up. Yeah, like, it's uh, times gi- 10. Given her the braces made the character so entertaining. If you didn't have that element, because I remember having braces, you probably do, where you have to kind of hold your lips over them to say your words, and you're really awkward. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, that was an entirely awkward, like, several years of my life. And you're in pain all the time because that freaking metal cuts into your gums. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, but it definitely it alters how you hold your mouth and how you talk. But let's talk about the stuff they do drop through the movies from the show that we loved. Um, I, I still like Cousin Oliver. I know the show gets a lot of shit for bringing him in towards the end. But I always thought he was really entertaining. And they basically ignore the dog. And both of them are cast off at the very end of the second movie, I think. When they get remarried? Um, Tiger. I think there's a, me- there's a mention of Tiger at the beginning of the first movie. But then they don't see- you don't see him until the end of the second one. And they're like, oh, there's Tiger. <laughs> so, And then I don't remember. There was just like a quick thing about Oliver. But I don't remember. And I, I love the uh, Johnny Bravo when he was such a cheesy musician <sighs> towards the end of the series. Yeah. Yeah, that that was tough. <laughs> Clowns uh, never laughed before. <laughs> Shut up! Just like you don't even, 
You don't even know how to write a song, dude. Come on. <laughs> and um, the horse thing was, uh, I believe, part of the show. And the card game. Do you remember the card game? What what the rules were in the show? No. They were fighting. I don't remember that. Back in the day, and a lot of people remember this, you could redeem food stamps. Like, if you bought so many stuff, oh. there's, there's, two, there's two different schools of food stamps. A lot of people think of it as in, you know, that's what you get your food with. But groceries would give you coupons towards stuff. If you bought a certain amount of food, it was to get you to come to their store instead of the competitor. What does that have to do with the card game? Because they had enough uh, stamps for a prize. The boys fought over one prize. The girls fought over another prize. And the only way oh, to yeah, see who the winner I was that. was the cards. Yeah, I do remember. But did they really build a house of cards? I believe they did. It's been so long since I've seen the show, but there are certain things that are still stuck in my brain. I think we all know they... Oh, my nose! <laughs> oh, yeah, they were fighting over, like, what to get for their parents for their anniversary. That's right, with the stamps or something like that. Yeah. And um, uh, the one where Jan wears the uh, the huge curly hairdo to make herself look uh, different, that was... Re- oh, my gosh, is Pepper losing it? <laughs> Um, there's this one dog that, like, moved in nearby that, uh, they don't really get along. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's fine. I don't in care. the nicest way possible. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, she tries to tangle with a lot of things. Children. Skateboards. <laughs> just, Wait, uh, hold on. Is Pepper it, the bully? <laughs> sometimes, yes. Uh, this she is what, embarrasses me greatly. What bothers me the most about the first movie is I don't give a shit about the Dittmeyers. Their characters oh. suck. They're so annoying and antagonistic, and they just really have no depth. I only like the Dittmeyers, I think, because of the the like scenes that Cindy has with them. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. Cindy is hilarious. Cindy is hilarious, and the exchanges that she has with them is just, like, so hilarious. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, he had to, like, create the antagonistic thing, but, like, the whole the wife and all the inappropriate stuff about the the boys, and it was a little awkward. Yeah, and um, I enjoy, the thing that I don't think they ever really approached in the show, if they did, I can't remember, is Mike's life out of the house, where he was at his job and showing just how aloof everybody everybody in this, the family is completely clueless and aloof except maybe bobby mm-hmm. bobby's a little more on the ball with like his investigations and stuff but um he keeps building the same damn house like at no clue <laughs> whatsoever that maybe that's time to move on from that one design yeah maybe maybe he's but that's the whole thing is that they're all stuck in a different era and have no idea. Yeah, they never explain it either. It's not like they uh, were no. in a time machine. It's just as is. They don't. I think it would be um, convoluted if they tried to make up some sort of reality where they were untouched by time. They just came out of a bomb shelter. <laughs> the, like the blast from you know. yeah. Exactly. The... Um, Whoever is playing Alice is so spot on, it's disturbing. Yeah. So you were saying before about how all of the kids like had a decent amount of success, but what what about the what about the kid guy who played Peter? Um, he still he, like, acts. Looks like 
It's, it's he a, looks like uh, other people, but I don't know who he is. No, his IMDb career is still going. Um, he he did not turn out as handsome as the other ones so much. <laughs> uh, Paul yeah, Cetera. Yeah, happens. I, I also thought his character was the absolute weakest of the bunch. They really didn't give him much to do. But he is a producer now. He produces a lot oh. of um, uh, reality TV, and he's one of the main producers on Shark Tank. Oh, that's interesting. Oof, I'm looking at his IMD right now, and I'm not sure he should be proud of a lot of these shows. He started off on Road Rules, then moved his way on to Making Menudo. Okay. Uh, Ultimate Parkour Challenge on MTV. The Marriage Ref. Redneck Island. Ice Road Ooh, Chuckers. Fun. Truckers. Or Ice Road Truckers. Um, I mean, to be fair, some of these things are popular, whether or not they're absolute trash is another another thing. Yeah, I shouldn't say anything because what do I do for a living? <laughs> you watch TV? <laughs> no. <laughs> when, when some people, I mean, you can still be critical, but just have a awareness of who you are too. Some people are just trying to pay the bills, and they're getting paid probably better than I will ever see. Yeah, I mean, you're you're right. Sometimes you just. Like, you can have your scruples or whatever and your your pride, but at the end of the day, you have to feed your family and pay your bills. Yeah. The uh, So the first movie, it's all based around them losing their house, and they have to come with a way of raising the money. And that's, I think, a little cliche in, in a lot of those kind of stories. But it's the second one, I think, just... It, it not only digs into what you already know, it, it brings up something in the mythos of the show is whatever happened to their uh, previous husband and wife. I don't think they ever mention it on the show. If they do, I, I completely missed it. But this one digs in and says, well, what if he wasn't dead? But guess what? He is dead and they're faking it. And, and Tim Matheson is the normal guy. He's like all the Dittmeyers compressed into one person. And he's a lot funnier than Michael McKeon. He just is. Watching him is so enjoyable. Oh, well, he just seems a lot really natural uh, when Michael McKeon just always seems like a character. Yeah. I love it when he trips acid. He goes, oh, my God, I'm tripping balls with the Brady's. Oh, <laughs> when the... he eats the magic mushrooms. Yeah. It was magic mushrooms in his, his pasta sauce. And they take him to... Yeah, that uh, was... They take him to the mall, and they have a musical number. There's two musical numbers in this one, which I enjoyed as well. Yeah. Could the family that is sitting up front, singing and dancing, could you please shut up and sit down? (laughs) Yeah, I really like that a lot. Oh, my gosh, my dog. It's okay. (laughs) But uh, that one really dips into my favorite episode of all time, and I think pretty much everybody's favorite episode is the vacation episode where they go to Hawaii. The, uh, that I one. like I like that one, and I like the one where they go like out west. Yes, and, and that one I think was longer because if I remember correctly, they oh I man, think it was they, a two-parter. They, yeah, they go out west, and I think the first one ends with them being uh, locked in a jail cell, and they have to tie all I their belts so. together to get the keys out, and then I think somewhere along the way, <laughs> uh, the the two youngest get lost in the desert, and they're being hunted by a mountain lion or something like that, and they gotta find them. I think I haven't seen it forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they ever go anywhere else? Yeah, I do. Those are the only two I can remember. Okay. I don't know if they didn't go anywhere else. Um, those were the highlights. 
Do you remember and how excited course, we would get when, like, TV shows would go on vacation? Like, Family Ties or Give Me a Break. Not Give Me a Break. Facts of Life where they would go on a trip. Oh, the Facts of Life special when they, like, went to Europe or something was, like, a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. I think it was, like, you would get to see places that you thought you'd never see. Well, <laughs> so, I don't know. You have, I have. Um... <laughs> But when you're a kid, you don't know. That's true, that's true. You think you won't ever see. You don't know what you'll see. The, uh, um, go ahead. So, so overall, do we feel like we can like wrap it up? I think so. I just oh. want, What I do I think is weird and funny is in the second movie that... Um, yeah, we should, probably shouldn't because the neighbor kids just came home. They're going to be loud as shit. Okay, uh, never mind. Okay. I just think the relationships dig in deeper, too, in the sequel, where it's a lot more awkward, goofy humor than the first movie. Yeah. I just think, overall, um, that these movies are, like... Jesus. Really, they're... There's no... They're, like, timeless. They can be enjoyed always and forever. They have great repeat value. They are hilarious, and kudos to all of the people, all the actors, who fully committed to their characters to ensure, you know, just to, like, really give you the vibe of the, 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 the same people on the show, the mannerisms and the, you know, the phrases and that, the way they acted, and, you know, just to, to give it the same vibe and make it fun. Because yeah. we like nostalgia a whole lot. Yeah, as long as it's done right. You can be tongue-in-cheek, but when you flat-out insult the show, that's when I got a problem. And, and that's what uh, a right. lot of these movies, they're kind of like, look at this bullshit. Let's mock it. I don't like that. Oh, that's dim. Yeah. All right, no, so... No mockery. <laughs> so all I will say is find us on Facebook under Video Night. We are a spinoff of the show. And um, hip-hop... That sounds like music from bunny rabbits. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> All right, everybody, have a good, good night. Good quote. <laughs>